This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, of course, with me, Stanford Chidge, and uh, as always, the delightful Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much for the nice intro. How lovely to be here. Oh, yes. yes who, who have we got on, matey? Uh, we have a last minute person mm-hmm. who's come on and uh, saved our bacon, as yes. they say. Yes. Uh, unless you're vegan, in which case it would be save those little strips that don't taste anything like bacon. Um, but uh, vaguely look like they don't vegan. deserve any better. Uh, yeah, that's not well, the sanctimonious uh, vegans. They don't deserve any better. Yeah, as as one who tries to eat those kind of strips, I feel you know I'll, I'll give them a go. But anyway, you can tell by the the uh, the voice that came through there that it is in fact the the wonderful erudite, uh, uh, amusing all these other brilliant adjectives I could use. Um, Alex Churchill, mm. who we love, who we love, who we love. He's with me at the moment, and uh, and the other one is somebody who I keep worrying. He's on every, he's on every week. I keep thinking, you know, well, you know, is he taking over? Is we haven't. Some... What do you mean? We haven't seen him for over a fortnight. Some kind of plot. Well, he <laughs> seems to be every week. Then I've just got it wrong. Perhaps I'm paranoid. Perhaps he's 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 going to replace me. Help. You are paranoid. It's not an invasion. He, uh, he's helping us. Oh, he's of course yes. I forgot about that. He's helping everybody. It yeah. is of course the great. Great Adam Newson from Football London. Mm, lovely to see you, Adam. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I he's he's reeling see. from being. Did it, did it, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I've had better intros on here. Mm, um, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> I, but I run out you. of things to say after a bit. I could just be boring and say, you know, it's the excellent journalist who comes on and tells us wonderful things. <laughs> called, uh, and but I'm I would, good. I'd rather. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Thank good. You. Good to see you, Adam. As always, we have missed you. We had the, we had Liam on the last couple of weeks. We've missed you, but it's good to see you back. Uh, let's get straight into it. I mean, tonight, obviously, we, we, we are duty bound, of course, to talk a little bit about the Lille match uh, from uh, from uh, Tuesday night. Um, and uh, I no doubt Adam and uh, JK might slip in there uh, what happened in the youth match last night because I know they were both there. Uh, obviously, I want to pick up on the press conference today uh, before. Uh, we, as in me, Alex and JK, get into previewing the Caribou Cup final on Sunday. We have no opposition view tonight. Um, I thought I'd leave the lovely Tony Evans alone uh, this time. He was so lovely last time we had him on, and I just thought taking the mick to get him on again because the Scousers that I normally ask have let me down again, so they won't get asked again. It is that simple. can't be trusted. No, that's right. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the Lille game was great fun, actually. I mean, it was a bit, bit annoying for me. I mean, for boring reasons I won't go into. I had a ticket, but I couldn't go. Uh, so I had to endure it on the, the old TV. But it was great fun to watch. Um, I thought a really good win, Adam. A really good performance. Um, it was great to see the pressing back without the in the absence of a certain uh, fa- flailing and failing striker, arguably. And the fluidity was back. It was the best I think we've played for a long time. Although we did look a bit open at the back as a result, arguably. Oh, it's a 
perfect summation. Um, yeah, see, yeah, I can so do it. It's it, not just him and his fan bites, mate. I can do it in 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was thoroughly enjoyable, which, you know, not a lot of Chelsea games have been for about two months now. So that was probably the thing that pleased me most is that I felt I'd been entertained for 90 minutes rather yeah. than sitting there watching some turgid football match and, and wondering what I was doing there in the cold. Um, so, you know, it was good. It was good. And yes, we were a little bit more open than probably Tuchel would have would like, uh, but that's the trade-off, I guess. Havertz stepped up. He, he needed to once Tuchel took the decision to, to not play Lukaku, which was obviously going to be a massive talking point, no matter whether he started him or he didn't. Um, and yeah, I think it kind of probably has made Tuchel's mind up. I might be fundamentally wrong I tend to be when when it comes to team selections but I kind of feel um, and we'll get into this in a minute I'm sure that it has to be Havertz now for the Carabao Cup final um, but as you said it was just it was a good game it was a good win Chelsea are very much in the driving seat now this tie they should get through to the quarterfinals um, and then you kind of think well anything's possible with this team again mm, they are a good cup side as we keep saying JK I mean, you were there. Um, your your uh, your fan bite was was. I mean, I I was joking, of course, about me being able to do what you could do because I don't think in a million years I could do what you do on the fan bite. Hysterically funny as always, uh, and a brilliant summation. But you 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 quite enjoyed it on uh, Tuesday, by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, exactly the same as as uh, as Adam. There, it was the first time to you actually enjoyed watching. There wasn't the the turgidity as you expressed it. The turgidness wasn't there. Absolutely, it was it was gone. Also, I felt really pleased for Pulisic, who was excellent. That's two games in a row now where he's he's not fallen over and 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 lost been caught in possession all the time. He beat players. He he um, laid several on and and uh, and unlike. Um, every opportunity he normally gets in front of goal, he failed to put it wide. He put it he put it between the sticks. You know, good for him. Um, and Havertz was was. It's just a completely the system works. We were back to our yeah. harrowing best. Um, a harrowing, harrying. Sorry, harrowing. Wrong word. I'm, I'm thinking about harrowing for Liam. I'm thinking about Ukraine. Um, 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 back to our harrying best. We were back. We were we were much much more like the side that uh, won the Champions League last year. I noticed the similarities with the... And I mentioned it, in fact, on the Friday. We need to try to somehow replicate that. And, uh, and lo and behold, all it needed was just the, uh, the non-participation of, uh, of the cement mixer, Putty Putty. That's all we needed was um, not having him playing. And I, I, for one, would be very pleased if he didn't play again. Yeah, well, I it think... comes on as a kind of... You know, comes last last minute if we're two nil down, and he comes on to try and you know head the ball in the net, and like a like a goalkeeper would come up for the corner, you know, because uh, I'm finding it the 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 business of actually only six touches at Palace was one of the worst 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 exhibitions from any player I have ever seen. I could be absolutely frank about that. I really think super frank. In fact, I actually think that. We have been presented with some of the worst performances from a footballer uh, uh, in Chelsea's history. Alan Mays? No, but Alan Mays ran about a yeah, bit, didn't true. he? More, Joe more Allen? Than, more than six touches. The same, more than six touches. Fleck? You know, Fleck, you know, yeah, Fleck ran. A Sutton? Lot. At least he ran. Well, yeah, well, right, Sutton. Sutton won. <laughs> All right. Do you right. know some pedants would have come back end. and tell one you that he had seven, though, JK? It was the kickoff. I've talked about, yeah, but I didn't feel yeah. the kickoff was allowed. That doesn't was... count, apparently, to JK. No. But there you go. No, I mean, no. Alex, uh, while we're on the subject of, of uh, Havertz and uh, Lukaku, do you think do you think that that, that Lille match uh, proves the case conclusively? The, ca the case for the prosecution says, Lukaku, you're going down, son, because, I mean, Kai was, as Jonathan said, I mean, we've been saying it for months on here, but... You know that we we played really well, you know, in that system with a striker who drops deep, runs around, presses, and Lukaku won't do that. I think the second he scored, Havertz, um, and I don't know if it was you that I texted this to. I said Havertz, it was because we were having little yeah, little message chats not, during the game, weren't we? We do, and he could not have done 
m- more harm to Lukaku had he run up to the bench, whipped his cock out, and slapped him around the face with it live on television. It was it was sublime. I don't remember him. that, funnily enough. Um, but you know. but it, it was a yeah. tumescent cock, of course. Uh, yeah, he may as well have just cock slapped him live on BT Sport because it just it was. <laughs> uh, this is me doing the job I get paid for while you sit on your ass being a big sulky bitch baby. Yeah. You did say, actually, I've gone through your messages now. You said, why is there a little player running around with his shirts tuck up, tucked up uh, like big frilly gym knickers? Who yeah, you... what was that about Who... after half term? One of them came out with his shorts tucked into his pants. Oh, that was so... Leal, not Lickle. It was yeah. Leal. Yeah. yeah, so profusely that he looked like, I imagine, my mum looked running around Clapham Common in her gym knickers in the 60s. It was very entertaining watching the game and, and, and having messages with Alex. But there you go. Um the other thing we should really talk about, Adam, is, is I mean, JK mentioned Pulisic, who I thought was really, really good. Um, I thought the defence were imperious again. Um, because, well, I mean, you know, Adam, I think, you know, I mentioned it a minute ago to you, didn't I? That I, I, I Whilst we were very, I mean, I loved the way we were pressing forward and, you know, n- much less of this sideways passing, I think, largely to do with the fact that Jorginho wasn't playing. Wasn't playing but, of course, yeah. they did get through us a little bit. And, and yet, you know, Mendy... Uh, Silver in particular, Rudiger and Christensen, I thought were just brilliant at the back. We've got a hell of a side defensively, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And uh, I mean, I'm going to single him out just because he's phenomenal. Just Thiago Silva. I mean, 37 year, year old to to come with the level of consistency. I just find him fascinating to watch. And ability and ability as well. He's, he's just Completely. remarkable. Remarkable. There was a moment in the second half, and I put this out on Twitter in the week, where I remember looking up from the laptop and Leal suddenly had a three on two. And I watched Silver, and he, as he ran back, he started not only he looked over his shoulder, saw Christensen there, started directing Christensen where to go, whilst then getting back into position himself and being in exactly the right spot to make an interception. And I just thought, this guy's just another level. Yeah. Um, he is a- a- incredible, and I'm so glad Chelsea have already decided to keep him for another season. And with him back there, with Rudiger being, who I thought was a little bit shaky to start with, but then grew into it a lot. Uh, and Christensen, again, very, very good. Shame it, it still seems like he's probably going to leave, which will be a shame. But um, but yeah, it's such a good unit that that when you have everyone fit and on form, it's going to be very hard for teams to break down Chelsea. And, um, and let's not forget we've got Reese James back now. We have. And of course, that was the secret of our success in the Champions League last year, which is why I still think we're a pretty good bet for it. Alex, what did you want to say? Just that I think someone made a really good point, and that was with Silva. doesn't matter that he's a bit older. Can we stop talking about him like he's half dead? Because he's not that much older than me, and it kind of depresses me that everyone like, marvels that he's still breathing at the How age. How do you think me and JK feel? I know. He's 50 years older than me. <laughs> someone pointed out that he is so good at reading a game of football and so sharp that it makes up for it because he sees everything so far be- before everybody else that it doesn't matter that they can get there faster because he's already spotted it and he's on his way. Yeah, he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. i tell you who else is going. Sorry, Joe, do you want to... I was going to say he was saying um, uh, at the end of the game, the interview he gave in Portuguese, but he was saying that, not that I speak Portuguese, but he was actually saying that he is inspired by uh, the amount of chant- chanting that is in the crowd. He finds it absolutely phenomenal that the that everybody loves him so much. And it actually galvanises him to make more effort and to want to be um, the best he possibly can be. So it's a two-way thing here. And, and I, I love the fans for that. I think they really, the fans appreciate what a what a great player he is. And he is, he's a great, great player. He is, wow. There's pretty wow. much nothing I wouldn't do to galvanise that man if he asked. I think, I think for somebody to turn up at the club, and I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to say it, Alex, at the age that he is, you know that kind of what we what we might almost call a retirement uh, kind of contract. Really, I think the only player that I've seen at Chelsea better than him coming into that age in a position is Rude Hullet. But I'd say that Silver's a very close second to that. You know, like somebody who came in and we knew was really good, and it was the end of their playing. That you know, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Rude Hullet's the only one I can think of that I was like, oh no, 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 no. Rude was a bit better actually. But Viali so, was Viali was pretty good. Yeah, Viali. Well, how could I forget Viali? Yeah, because of course. Can I, I just add on Tiago? And I may have said this on on here before. Um, speaking to someone close to him, there's genuine regret on his part that he didn't come to the Premier League slash Chelsea 
earlier in his career because that is how much he has enjoyed it. Despite him being captain at PSG and winning trophy after trophy, he's, he genuinely has a tinge of regret that he didn't. It's a great club, earlier. Adam. It's a great. And you mentioned, I'm sure it was you on Twitter, saying that we had a chance to sign him from AC uh, before he went to oh, AC yeah, Milan. I, I just, Fiorentina. Yeah, I, Fiorentina was he at, wasn't he? No, he was at, he was at Fluminense in Brazil. Oh, Fluminense. And I, don't, I can't remember why I was looking that up. And then I just sort of stumbled across him. I was like, oh, that would have been all right, wouldn't it? Thiago and, yeah. and John Terry. Whew, blimey. Yeah. A much better combo than I can think of. Right. Um, I was going to ask very... Oh, I know I was going to say, JK, very quickly. Uh, you you're, you're very worried on Monday, uh, yeah. you know, because you felt that, that one of Kante's... That, you know, one of the Kante twins had gone missing recently. <laughs> and I wrote down in my notes, which I've transferred to the running order, Kante's twin is back, JK. He was back. He was back. He had a great game, didn't he? And that run for the goal was fantastic. Got, get, Silver just just sort him out with a pass just on the uh, the D of the halfway line in the Chelsea half, and he just pelted. And it was his also his ability to. I mean, he, which he's been missing recently. His passing's been a bit awry, but he led the he he, he drew the two uh, defenders towards him, and then just laid an absolutely perfect pass for Pulisic. It was, and even Pulisic couldn't miss that. I'm being unfair. Pulisic made a great run to be with him. Pulisic it was, was a great, great finish, JK. Come it was, on. It was, it was great. a great Pulisic finish. Was, I know, but it's normal. Th- normally, he hits it past the post. Yeah, true but enough. It, it, no, but, but it was, I thought, he, you know, credit where it's due. The last two games, Pulisic has played yeah. really, really well. In his, in his right position, in, in the correct position. Yeah. It's yeah. not rocket science, is it? Alex? Yeah. I just think, you look at people like Kante who aren't playing that well or as well as he has, and you look at people who haven't been like in the greatest of form, do you not think that it's a trickle down that people believe that Tuchel can do anything in a cup competition and they believe it too? Mm-hmm. In a one-off game, they seem to pull these performances out with, that maybe aren't there in the league necessarily because they believe that they can win any one-off game after the Champions League last year. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. I think I like that a lot. Um I don't really. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to move on to the presser because I'm conscious of the time. Uh, but I was going to mention very quickly that I thought Ruben Loftus Cheek did a pretty good job as the number six, and I like the way he, you know, his physicality to hold the ball up, and he's got a great eye for a pass. So, but anyway, take that one as read. Um, Adam, the presser today. I I watched slightly after it went live. If you see what I mean, um, it seems that I mean because I could have talked about this in the Lille game because the one disappointment was Kovacic. Uh, and uh, Ziyech going off, both, of course, who I think have been in really good form for us. But according to Tuchel, everyone, everyone's fit apart from Chilwell. Everybody trained, um, but his decisions as to who might play, so he obviously was asked about Havertz, he's obviously asked about Kepa and Mendy, and he was also asked about Rhys James. He was going to make the decision after training tomorrow, right? Yes, correct. They've got one more session tomorrow at Cobham, and then it'll be to the hotel, and, and Tuchel will pick his team there, and I mean, there are some very big calls for him to make. Um, personally, yes, you'd start Havertz ahead of Lukaku. I, I, I've gone back and forth on the goalkeeper situation. I mean, probably for the sake of team harmony, I think I'd probably go with Kepa, especially as he's not a liability anymore. Um, and, uh, and yeah, what do you do with Reese James? Tuchel basically said, I don't know if I'll be crazy enough to throw him in. But there was a little glint in his eye, which made me think, oh, maybe you are. Maybe but he said he'd he'd um he'd been training wonderfully, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. He said he'd been brilliant in the last couple of sessions. And Chelsea have eased him back very carefully. Um, he's been in individual training for the best part of sort of three weeks, four weeks. So he has been managed very carefully to make sure there's been no recurrence of it. And I mean, it seems a sort of game where yes, if Reese is willing to take the risk, then it's a final. Why wouldn't you? I love the idea of him playing because I think it would. You know, I'd want to see it again. I mean, just trying to think who he'd be up against. Probably uh, Mane Rob- would be. Yeah, yeah, but also young and virile as well, isn't he? He's what? Not young and virile and not thirty-seven. You buggers. So is it a different penis he'd be waggling then from habits? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I I feel that if Lukaku doesn't get on the pitch at all in a final against Liverpool, they may as well just take it in turns after the game in the changing room. Yeah. I was thinking really more about Darren Trent's derby, as J.K. and I like to call him. Cool. It might help to sort him out. Uh, but I, I can... don't you stay? Yeah, indeed. But uh... I think, and I think, if you start, if if, and it's a huge if, Tuchel starts James, the temptation then is to move Aspi across to the left. Not only because it it helps negate Salah coming inside a little bit, 
but then you've also got a more natural defender to close down Trent when otherwise your option is Marcus Alonso at left wing back. Or Saw, or Saw. I don't think Tuchel will star him at left wing back. Again, I might be wrong, but Tuchel made a, a point of it earlier in January of saying he's left back, he's not a left wing back. So I'm not sure he would do that. But hey, he, he's thrown in a, a surprise or two. But Marcus Alonso would be the natural for, for left wing back, even though I'm not a, a huge admirer of him. I know JK is, but no, I, well, we like him. But I, I you know, I, I do think his best days are behind him. And of course, the, the, same, the same problem that we've always had is that if you've got anybody pacey down the right side, they're going to exploit his lack of pace. That's the problem. And to be fair to Alonso, I don't think he's as bad as his performances have actually been over the last month or two. Yeah. I don't think he's he's I don't think he's come in for Chilwell and hit the ground running or anything like that. Um, he was very good as... against Plymouth. He came on, he scored a very good goal against Plymouth. Le- very good in that game. I won't have it. And he's got great... Le- Le- League One opposition. Yeah, please. Uh, Nevertheless, you know, everybody... Fresh, fresh legs against a League One opponent. I mean... Yeah, yeah. well, he still came in and scored. It's a good goal. Adam, are you hey. jealous of his luscious hair? Yeah, his hair. You've got to think oh, about Oh, don't get hair. me wrong. He's got wonderful hair. It's <laughs> just uh, his footballing ability maybe doesn't match the the hair anymore. Um he Tottenham. But he's hey, off. Hey, Is he off I, in the summer? He's still got a year left on his contract and he's paid very well. So, I mean, maybe if there's someone who wants to pick him up and pay him what he's on at Chelsea, otherwise maybe Chelsea have to take a financial hit on it or something. I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, look, I, I think it's easy to forget that Marcus Alonso started the season in the Chelsea team and playing very well. I just don't think he's come into this team since Chilwell has been injured and been that good. No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think he's been as as bad as some make out, but he's definitely not been as good as he potentially could have been. No, totally agree. Back to follow though, as well. Chilwell was playing so well, wasn't he? Yeah, of course. And maybe it's because Alonso doesn't have this competition at left wing back at the moment that he isn't at the level he was at the beginning of the season. Mm, definitely. Um, the other thing uh, that uh, I thought was interesting was the way he, he kind of still... I mean, you know, I've always said what I like about Tuchel in the presses is that he's so refreshingly honest. He's a, clearly a very bright man and a very self-aware man, but he's very honest. I like that. But I'm, I'm, I think he might be stretching reality a little bit by saying that he didn't play Lukaku for the same reason that he didn't play Jorginho, which is that he felt that they were both mentally and physically tired, you know, and they played a lot of games recently. And I mean, okay, I can accept that that may there may be some truth to that, and I can also accept that he's not going to say, yeah, I didn't pick either of them because they were really shit. You know, that would be that would be very refreshingly honest. But I know he's not going to say that. So, where wh- wh- where is the truth within all of that, Adam? Probably somewhere near the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think the Tuchel raised whenever it was December time that Jorginho had been run into the ground a bit. So I don't think it's a huge surprise he's trying to sort of yeah. claw back some rest for him now. The Lukaku thing, yes, he started a lot of games, but. Um, I don't think, personally, I don't think he was dropped for Lille because he was quote-unquote tired. I think it was because of his performance against Palace and took a wanted a, a higher energy performance from his attack. And like you said, he he can't come out when asked and go, oh yeah, that lad that you know I was happy for the club to sign for the best part of 100 million. Yeah, he was absolutely awful at the weekend, so I just dropped him for a Champions League game. He's got to try and be diplomatic about it. Probably doesn't help when then reports come out that Lukaku says he was fine and then happy to play and refreshed, uh, which which came out afterwards. Not ideal. When and, got... and also, I'm sorry, Adam, to butt in, but given what's happened, you know, three months ago, utterly bloody stupid from Lukaku again. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Just stop talking. To be fair, it wasn't him quoted. It was, uh, you know, His people collect people close yeah, to Lukaku. People, uh, we all know what that means. I'm, I'm just putting the facts out there. And yeah, I, I personally, I read it and I was like, yeah, it's probably, you didn't probably need to put that out. You no. could have just left it. But there you go. It's out there now. So... Tell you what, Adam, essentially... I know why he's been so rubbish this season because he spent most of it with his foot in his mouth rather than connecting with the football. Uh, perhaps. But it will be... Um, yeah, it will be very interesting to see what happens at the weekend. Will, and will. Tuchel knows it will be a big talking point again, 
but at, the, at that point you, you've got to win a final and I'm sure that will probably just be his number one priority. Indeed it will. Alex? Just going to say, if he thought it was painful when he said, oh, I didn't pick him because he was tired, he then carried on and said, um, and also as well, because he's amazing to have off the bench. If you're Lukaku, again, you'll just be in a in a little fetal position in the changing room going, mummy. Yeah. That's... Go on, Tuckle did say Tuckle did say in, in post-match, you know, we wanted a, a, a guy who was going to press, who was going to offer more energy, who was going to do defensive work. And he wanted someone we who gives went... shit. So, yeah, he kind of, you know, he didn't throw Lukaku under the bus, but he made it very clear why he didn't pick him, uh, in addition to his his supposed tiredness. And, and yeah, Tuchel Tuchel knew Lukaku wasn't going to do a lot of what Havertz would do when Chelsea signed him. But there was an expectation what he would do was the one thing Chelsea failed to do often last season, that was put the ball in the back of the net. And if Lukaku's not doing that game in, game out, or at least on a consistent basis, then there is that question of, well, what's kind of the point when you've got Havertz there? Well, quite. And I think Havertz is much more suited to what the way that, you know, Tuchel wants to play. Makes It's it's not rocket science, JK, is it? You're also, you're not playing with 10 men anymore. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, that's that's the point. And I mean, you know, there are two sides to this argument. I mean, we did it to death on Monday night. I thought we had a, we gave a very measured view about the whole striker situation, actually, at the club. And we were. We were I was less... Um... Uh, rude about him, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah no, but I think I think because the things things are more nuanced. They always are, and you know, it is true that he doesn't get the service that he needs. That it is true that uh, we don't, you know, play to his strengths and all of that. But if if that if that's happening, and if you're in a bad trot of form, then you have to put in double the effort on the pitch, you know. And he doesn't, so he doesn't help himself. So the only thing I can conclude is that he doesn't give a shit. Or in fact, and this could be the case because I've read some very interesting stuff on this, as I'm sure Adam has as well, that actually Tuchel demands of him that he, he stays within the width of the, of, of, the, of, the, of the goal, you know, the posts. So he has to, to be this target man. He can't come flying out to the left or the right to get the ball or flooding back to go and win it. Although, as I said, I saw Havertz, the, and this is typical me, I, I noticed this, I saw Havertz defending a ball in the last few minutes in, the corner, in our corner flag. Our number nine. I- That's what I like to see. I think there is an element of truth to that because Tuchel has called Lukaku the team's reference on more than one occasion. I think he does like him to be central and, and ready to, to link play, but it's not his probably his best strength. And and this is where it seems to be a di- bit of a disconnect and, and where Tuchel almost decided alongside Chelsea to take a bit of a gamble on Lukaku because you know, we need a goal scorer. There's not a lot of them about. Lukaku is one. Let's get it done and, and see where it takes us and it's not really working out, which, given the money, is a bit of a problem for Chelsea. Indeed, yeah. OK, last kind of point on the presser, which I thought was really interesting, actually, because, uh, you know, he was asked about, um, you know, Chelsea's cup uh, winning credentials. I mean, we've done very, very well historically in cup competitions, haven't we? Won a lot of trophies and all of that. And, of course, Tuchel's now been in one, two, three, four. This is his fifth final in just over a year at the club. Won all of them apart from the FA Cup last year, and they asked him about about the, you know the the mentality that comes within that. And I, I've kind of paraphrased. It. I'm sure Adam can elaborate a little bit more, but I kind of this this is the kind of thing you want to see on a dressing room wall, really. But he paraphrasing what he said, he said, "Trust yourself, free your mind, release the tension, less details." And I thought that's brilliant. I like that actually a lot, you know. And he also talked about you know. Chelsea playing better perhaps as underdogs than we do as favourites, Adam, which I think is actually a very good point as well. We've seen this for years and years and years at Chelsea. We've got this ability to beat the best teams in the country on one day and lose to the worst the next. So I don't know. I mean, I've summarised it, but elaborate if you can. Yeah, this this kind of approach to finals is something Tuchel talked about in the build-up to the Champions League final um, about not overloading the players not giving them too many details to focus on to ensure that they could go into the game in as relaxed a way as possible and not worrying about carrying out every single tactical instruction to the letter and look it worked in the Champions League final so why would you change that approach um, and I think Liverpool will go into the, to Sunday as favourites they're in very very good form They've got uh, an array of attacking weapons that Chelsea should be very envious of. Um, and there, there will be uh, an expectation that Liverpool go and 
win this game, whereas Chelsea can, I suppose, be a bit more like they were in the Champions League final in terms of being very compact, very hard to break down, counter very well, take their opportunities when they arise. And it kind of fits into Tuchel's system uh, in terms of having that. So I think, yes, Chelsea are the underdogs, but I don't think they'll go there to Wembley on Sunday feeling overawed or inferior to Liverpool. I just think that they'll go there knowing the game plan and, and know that the onus won't necessarily be on them to go out and, and win the game by two or three goals. Maybe there is that pressure on Liverpool, maybe not, but um, I don't think it's on Chelsea. Yeah, so that's a very that's a really good way of kind of summing it up, actually, I think, Adam, and also segue, segueing into our next part. So, I mean, how do you see it going? Oh, um, I think it might go to extra time and then I don't know. Mm. Um, but I think it will, will. I'm hoping it will be an entertaining game and I'm hoping uh, that, like I said, Chelsea can do a job and yeah, it'd be nice to, to see another cup win. Yeah. I've seen uh, two, two, three now in the, in the years, in the year and a bit I've been doing the club. So yeah, yeah. that's good. It's all about winning the trophy, mate. It's got, uh, that's it. I don't care if we get a, minute, a goal in the last minute off somebody's arse. I really don't care. It's about winning for me. Uh, Adam, you always uh, provide a very winning contribution to our show whenever you come on, and we're always lovely uh, and delighted to see you, as you as you well know. So uh, I can't remember when you're on next. Po- probably next week, as far as I know. Next but week. Is it next week? <laughs> Have you looked I'm at the schedule? Sure. Shall I confirm? Can I? Shall I confirm this now? Let me do a little bit of a diary check while while we've got Adam on the show, rather than giving him. It's a... an Adam next week, isn't it? I don't know, mate, because I, I I I I just never look until the day. You know what I'm like. Uh, I can confirm that next Friday, which of course will be March the 4th. No, Adam is not on the show next week. It is Liam on the show next week. So there you go. Sorry to disappoint. And uh, hopefully Liam hasn't heard that, JK. Oh, I didn't realize I didn't hear you say Liam. I just heard you say that he wasn't on. Okay, I'm sure he'll forgive you anyway. Adam, as I said, brilliant to see you, mate. And uh, I presume you're going on Sunday. Yes, I am. Looking forward to it. Um, So done Wembley a couple of times now as a reporter and I'm not sure I've seen a win so um so yeah hopefully hopefully it's time around yeah I hope so for all of us uh, I, I actually managed to get into the press box uh at Wembley once for the England versus Estonia international match a world cup qualifier many years ago uh, and I got in on a uh, for nuts tv would you believe <laughs> and uh, yeah it's true and I was with the lovely Gemma Keys, the daughter of Richard Keys. And uh, who I'm very fond of, actually. I like Gemma. Anyway, so we were in there and I and I basically misbehaved for the entire time I was there. I felt, well, if I'm working for Nuts TV, I need to like misbehave. So I did. Yeah, uh, did, you dig in, did, you, did you dig into the press food? That's oh, always... did I dig into the press food? What do you think? Of course it's I did. Very, Wembley's very good, isn't it, as well? Yeah, so, it is. Um... It is. But I, 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 I bumped into a lot of my journalist mates who, mo- who had massive umbrage that I was there taking the piss. And I and I acted like a fan. I cheered a lot and was completely not impartial. Was, I had such fun. We never got invited back, funnily enough. I can't think why, but there you go. Uh, Adam, you will be invited back, as you well know, in a couple of weeks' time, I think. So uh, enjoy the weekend. Hope you bring the trophy home. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you very much, Chris. Take care, everybody. Brilliant stuff. There you go. The lovely Adam Newsom from Football.London. Uh, right, we'll be back in a second or two uh, for our own little preview of the Chelsea versus Liverpool Caribou Cup final on Sunday. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. 
I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back, this is Stanford Chidge and it is of course the Chelsea Fancast preview show, it being a Friday and I have the absolutely effervescent Mr Jonathan Kidd Bubble, 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 bubble And the beautitious Alexandra Churchill <laughs> Loving your vocabulary tonight Chidge That's, Thank you very much, much appreciated oh. By the way, anyone listening in Chicago, go and watch it with Brian at that Taverny place. Is it Grey Stoke? Something like that. Yeah, Grey Stone. I maybe. think he might have implied that um, I couldn't get much more gratuitous with the name drop of him the other day, so I just did. There Suck it, man. Yeah, good. We love Brian. It's, I haven't seen him for eight. Actually, do you know what? You know, because I have had to drive to the games most of this season for various reasons and therefore haven't been able to really have a drink. The last time I got absolutely shit-faced at the bridge was after the Man City game at home and Brian was there and I crawled out of the Atlas at about 11 o'clock. Absolutely stocious. I had a cracking day with him. It's so lovely to see him when he comes over. You'll remember that. You were there. You were in the Atlas. JK right. turned up too. I remember some of it. Yeah, well, quite. I don't remember an awful I lot. remember the German guys. The yeah, guys yeah. came over from Germany. That's like, right. It was fun, weren't they, those two German guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely was. Hello, German guys. Hello. Yeah, well, they mate. listen. They listen to the show. So I don't say. Eric. Eric. Eric, I think. Yeah. One of them. Yeah, definitely. Now, before we go ahead with the uh, preview of the Caribou Cup final, I've got a bit of a notice, parish notice, which, of course, a reminder to everybody that the big Stamford Bridge sleepout is almost upon us. Uh, it's going to happen on the 26th of March, and it is in, a, in aid of our neighbours Stoll, who do fantastic work for homeless veterans. If you want to take part, as in you go to Stamford Bridge on Saturday, the 26th of March, in the evening, and you sleep there overnight, probably in the uh, you know the, the kind of corridor in the, underneath the East Stand, um, you have to be 18 years old. You have to raise at least 50 quid in sponsorship and uh, comply with any of the restrictions that may or may not be in place uh, you'll be joined hopefully by a few chelsea legends on the night but if you can't make it for obvious reasons like you don't live in the country brian you can actually uh, do it virtually uh, i myself will be doing it virtually i shall tell you about that in a minute but you can join in the virtual sleep out and you can sleep anywhere you like other than in your bed so you can be in your garden or your garage or your shed if you have one so there you go i think adam cousins did that he did his shed so that he raised the money yeah all very supportive of charitable Chelsea causes. Indeed. Now, there will be uh, lots of entertainment on the evening. I'll tell you more about that. But actually, uh, beforehand, if you want to actually take part in it, uh, you can register and find out how to donate uh, by going to chelseasupporterstrust.com forward slash sleepout. Um, if you're a Chelsea Supporters Trust member, that would help. Uh, you can also join there if, you, uh, if you're not already. It's only five quid to be a member and it's very worthwhile, as you know. Now, uh, last year, I slept in my very uncomfortable garage. Uh, thankfully, having, having had a few glasses of Ockentoshan and a big cigar in front of the fire pit while reading some tales from the shed for your entertainment. Uh, and I will be doing the same this year. So uh, if you want to donate to my uh, sleep out, uh, then just go to www.justgiving.com forward slash david hyphen chidgy so david hyphen chidgy c-h-i-d-g-e-y and some of you already have and i love you for it daryl for example i know daryl middleditch put a lovely donation in almost immediately i put it on twitter yeah my the details for this are actually on both my stanford chidge twitter 
page pinned and also the Chelsea Fancast one, so it's easy to find. And I will not be alone in providing entertainment because there's going to be somebody even more entertaining than me providing entertainment. Isn't that right, JK? Oh, who's that? It would be you. It's you. Oh, Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can we just oh. rewind to the bit where Chidge has a fire pit? Yeah. Don't you remember this? Last year, I had a big fire pit, right? a bottle of Ockentoshin and a big cigar, and I sat there reading out excerpts from people's books, like Celery and Mark's Liquidator book and so on and so forth, and we called it Tales he from the Shed. Basically did the sleep out like a Colombian drug lord. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but when Chidge has a fire pit, it could be a kind of small metal dish. No, a, no, I've got a big... Yeah, it's, like, it's like the Olympic, uh, you know, where the Olympic flame is, you know, doing its thing. It's a massive thing. Oh, it's a proper... Um, You're welcome any time. You haven't dug it in the uh, No, in the no, garden. no. It's you like, don't grow sheep in it. No, I don't grow sheep in it. No, it's it's roast, it's, it's roast like the Olympic, the Olympic, you know, like that bowl oh, thing. Some kind of strange... No, no. It's like that bowl. It's like that bowl thing that they have for the Olympic flame. Yeah, okay. That's quite nice. And it keeps you bloody warm. You can buy those on Amazon. Yeah, I think I'd bought it from somebody like John Lewis, but there you go. Uh, anyway, J.K. Because he's, he's the most middle class thing I've ever heard I you know. say. J.K. Fire pit at John Lewis. Well, you know, <laughs> that's what we do, us middle class people. But anyway, J.K. Uh, will be doing very middle class versions of the fan bite. He will be revisiting some of the matches that he has loved massively in his younger days and hated uh, massively in his younger days too. And we'll be doing some special one-off kind of fan bites for them, and it's going to be I, that. Actually, I'm I'm looking forward to that more than anything else of the evening. So get involved, either do it virtually there, or or or, or pay, you know sponsor some of us who are doing it. it. Doesn't have to be me, but you know that'd be nice. And uh, look forward to me reading tales from the shed around the fire and J.K. doing fan bites. Right. Right. All right. There you go. Now, uh, the main. Uh, sorry for the little uh, sponsored message, but it had to be done. Uh, right. We're now going to talk about uh, the match on Sunday. Obviously, the Caribou Cup final. And as always, we're going to talk about the the team selection. This is what I have gone for. J.K. I've gone for three four three. Okay. But I'm in a bit of a pickle because you could conceivably match Liverpool up and go four three three. But uh, I think both have pitfalls. Um. And I mean, fire pitfalls. Fire pitfalls, in fact, exactly that. And of course, one of them is 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 the abundance of speed that Liverpool have to hit you on the break. And I was thinking that four, you know, if we have four at the back, maybe that's not going to work. It's going to leave us a bit, bit, you know, iffy. So I've gone for gone for three four three, which of course also presents a problem. Like, who are you going to play as wing backs? Which we've kind of had a little mini discussion on. But I have gone now. I've gone Kepper in goal. I think he's going to pick Kepper in goal because Kepper has played every round of the League Cup. And I think that Tuchel will, having not played him in the Club World Cup, he will play him in the League Cup. That's my prediction. Uh, Rudiger Silva and Christensen as the back three obviously pick themselves. Um, I've stuck with Kovacic and Kante in the middle. Although, you know, it does worry me a bit that if they gallivant forward, or number one, it worries me if they gallivant forward a lot, we'll get caught out like uh, Lille tried but were unable to really do because they couldn't put the ball on the net. Um, and the other thing is is that Liverpool's three in midfield, I think, are quite capable of smothering our two, which is why I think we might need three in the midfield, but I've gone for the two anyway. Jorginho, again, they might muscle him out of it, but it might be nice to have his control. So it's, this is not an easy selection, this one. Aspilicueta as the right back. I've gone for Saar as the left wing back because, frankly, he can defend better than Alonso. And I don't think he was too shabby against Leo when he went forward. So I'd rather have him than Alonso at the moment. And up, He's quicker than Alonso. I think that has a relevance. Oh, actually. I think that has a huge relevance too. Uh, and up, th- up front, well, um, I've gone... You know, Pulisic and Havertz. I've gone Mount because I can't conceive if Mount's fit that you don't start him, even though Ziyech has been playing really, really well. But I don't know. That's also quite a tricky one. But frankly, Mr. Shankly, you've got to start with Havertz, JK, apart from anything else. Uh, uh, you've got to start with who, did you say? Havertz, Kai. Havertz. Oh, yeah, Silky yeah, German. Yeah. Silky German, yes, yeah, I'm so used to calling him that. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think he's going to start with Mount. I think he's going to start with Ziyech. Um, unless he was badly injured, and I think he'll, um, and I think he'll play Dave left back and uh, and, and play Reese in a three or a four. Uh, in a in a in a three, so it'll be um, uh, wing backs. He'll play he'll play Dave and Reese's uh, wing backs. So no place for a doy, um, uh, who might come on later, um, as with uh, um, 
Jorginho might come on later. Lukaku won't play. And Mount will come on later, I think. And I think he'll start with Zayek. See, the, uh, the reason, sorry, but that's about it. The reason I, I, I thought Mount was because given my worries about the two versus three in midfield, I thought that Mount can slot back into a five in midfield quite easily, better than Zayec, in my opinion. That's true, that's true. I just think it's the pace, though, up front, though, because um, uh, uh, I think Zayec's been playing very well. It's interesting, isn't it, the evolution of the players? You know, we were all keen to... Uh, to ship Zayek out earlier on in the season. And Pulisic, we said, well, that's it. He's nowhere near as good. Suddenly, yeah. um, they've all put in performances. but the, And yet, the defensively, they've always put in performances all season. And uh, um, similarly, with, um, with the Kante twins, they, they haven't just been performing. And yet, then they did in midweek. And it was a shame about Kovacic. I don't, I, I don't share your enthusiasm for RLC in the same way. I think he was solid. Not to but, start, um, certainly. But, no, no, no. But I was saying for um, in, in at the Lille game, I thought he was solid and he played a part. Uh, but um, uh, he doesn't compare with Kovacic to me, who's a class. What about out. Jorginho? No, I, I, funny enough, he's a very different player from Jorginho, isn't he? Uh, I, you wonder whether um, he's been listening to us because we were talking about him, Jorginho, slowing it all down all the time. And if this is what he now believes is that the... The, it's the pace that is missing. It's the pace that won them the Champions League. Then um, uh, I don't think that uh, um, that Lukaku gets in for the rest of the season, and I don't think you know, Jorginho does either. Mm. He might come on in the second half as a substitute. I think it may sub, and I and I I think that uh, similarly with Mason, I don't think he does unless he. Of course, he'll he'll choose teams uh, to nullify oppositions as well, or as you say, he'll. he'll if if Mace is very quick to come back into the midfield, but I just think um, it's the it's the uh, the attacking ability of linking up with Havertz and Pulisic that Zayac has, which was really impressive. It was an impressive performance, uh, 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 and I thought um, somebody that we could have bought from the Lille game is um, is that bloke Sanchez, who I thought was t- absolutely terrific. What a terrific player! And considering that he was uh, um, when he played for Swansea and Bayern, he was um, he was considered. Uh, a liability, wasn't he? Yeah. It started well. I thought he bossed the game for them, and I thought they. Were, I think they're. It's not going to be a pushover no, in the. They're a good side. They're a decent side, aren't they? So yeah, but I thought we did well. No, I, I'm. I'm. Um, I don't think Saar will get in, and I don't think. Uh, what about Chaloba? And uh, it's a good point. Well, I, he can't possibly get in given Rudiger Silva and Christensen's excellent. Yeah. But I think he won't play him as a as a fullback. So. Um, I mean, having said that, though, there have been occasions this season where we've thought Christensen wouldn't, uh, Christensen would play, and he hasn't. No. So um, perhaps that's something that he may lay on us. But uh, no, I think it'll be as you've suggested with defence, and I think Kepa will be in goal as well. You think it, you think he'll pick him over Mendy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Who's he'll... your number one keeper then? Mondi uh, is obviously the yeah. number one. He's the yeah. club number one. But I do find his ability to fall over and kick the ball out in situations where he ought not to be rather annoying, um, which appears to be quite the norm recently. He always seems to have one Rick, which is uh, in the game, which he didn't seem to have before. But no, no, he's he's. You know, they're both. They're both. I have to say, they're both terrific, which is great testimony to the to the goalkeeper coaching setup, isn't it? Yeah, uh, definitely. Both, definitely. Both both really excellent. Keppel won't let us down at all. I think he's uh, he, he's become better than the player we first bought. Mm. He is now. That's his yeah, standard. I'd agree with that. Alex, what say you about team selection? Got any curveballs for us? No, not really. I think it would be um, really mean not to play Kepa. Um, Havertz has to start, obviously, because Lukaku is a waste of space at the moment. And I like your shout of Saar. I think, I think it should be. I think uh, Kovacic for me definitely has to play. I don't really mind at the other two. Um, I mean, obviously, I love Kante. I'd love to see and Kante. He's a, he's a big game player, Alex. It's a final. He is. Yeah, he is. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he just keeps... I, but I think Kovacic is essential against Liverpool just because he'll enjoy kicking lumps out of them. Uh, there is that. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Um I mean, it, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily an easy, an easy selection because I think he, he will undoubtedly uh, be thinking about how to negate Liverpool. And I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, Tuchel has uh, drawn two and won one against Klopp since he's joined Chelsea. Um, 
and our our you know his record against Liverpool for Chelsea is is pretty damn good. They've been very tight matches. I mean, this year they've both been draws. And okay, one of them was that fabulous draw up at Anfield when uh, we had a man down and we played brilliantly. Just brilliant defensive rearguard action. And the other one, of course, was at Stamford Bridge when we came back from two nil down. So they've kind of they do they they've had this habit recently. I think under certainly under Klopp and. Uh, and Tuchel of cancelling each other out. So I do think it's going to be very, very tight this game. I really do. Um, which is quite interesting because the other interesting thing, as I keep on saying interesting, I'll say it again. Very interesting that I keep saying interesting, really, isn't it? But uh, Very interesting. Very interesting. We have a very interesting record against Liverpool in the League Cup. Um, we've played them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Uh, once in the final in 2005, a game I was at, which was just joyous, actually, because it was nuts. I think that's when... Uh, Gerard scored what we thought was going to be his first goal for us. And then the wonderfully mad Kesman scored the winner in extra time, didn't he? Who would have thought that? Uh, so, yeah, that was the 3-2 in Cardiff. Um, but our record's pretty good. I mean, we've won one, two, three, four, uh, drawn one and lost three. So it's fairly even. And two of those losses were... Uh, I mean, actually, this is interesting because one of them one of them is a match I don't remember at all, which is in in 2000. I don't remember that. The 1st of November 2000, losing to Liverpool 2-1 in the League Cup. I remember the 77 loss, um, but there you go. So, and of course, uh, we've not lost to them since 2015. Ah, oh, that would have been a semi-final, didn't it? When we got through to, uh, to Spurs in the in the final, we beat them over two legs, didn't we? 1-1 up there and 1-0 here. So there's a bit of history, uh, a little bit of history. And of course, Liverpool have got a, a hugely impressive record in the League Cup. I think this is now their, this will be their 13th final, JK. Is it? Yeah, and they were winning them for fun. I always remember them winning in the 80s, the Milk Cup, you know, things like that. So they've got a, 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 a I think they've actually, I've got, got the little graph, you know, you know, my favourite graphic of the how many trophies, you know, that Chelsea have won compared to everybody else. I wish we could transmit the look on JK's face right now, which is just like, it's Tra- Liverpool. Why do I give a shit? Why Jude? do I give a shit? Jude? Yes, I know. <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to wait for the punchline. Uh, they've, they've won eight League Cups. We've won five. United have won five, City have won eight. So, you know, I mean, the bottom line is it's really important, I think, for us to win this because I want to see my little graphic go up by one more trophy because apparently the uh, Club World Cup doesn't count in this. Uh, Only kind of the major trophies do. And we're currently on 25. City are on 22. Arsenal are on 30. So I want to get closer to Arsenal. So for me, this is important to win it. You know, it's not just the League Cup for me. It's a bloody another trophy to get us closer to the people that I hate. And of course, Liverpool, I don't think they've won a trophy in 10 years at Wembley, have they? They've been in one final, they lost to City. So I don't know if that worries me or not. I mean, you know, does it mean that they're going to be hungrier to win it? Or does it mean that they they don't treat it seriously, JK? It's hard to call, isn't it? I think he'll treat it very seriously. I don't think he's um, likely to turn up and... Uh, Prat about, you know. I think they'll be. Uh, they'll also, be bless you, bless you with your little statistic graph thing. I just want to destroy them on Sunday and watch them cry. You know when they zoom in on a small child weeping. I want that. You're or very a small, cruel. A small fat Liverpool fan crying live on TV. That's what I want. And can he drop his ice cream? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then if he's got a balloon, someone can pop it. Yeah. The ref Stuart Atwell, which is uh, could be worse. Could be worse. He could be the the absolutely dreadful Tierney, who just gets worse and worse and worse. He's just a strange. Or Taylor. Yeah, yeah, it could be that. I'm surprised just Taylor wasn't awarded it, even though he's probably done six. Not they're not allowed to, but they just give it to him for the hell of it because he's been good. They think. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I go with an open mind. Um, uh, Klopp has the ability to get them playing well. Um, I, it, it depends how many of his youth he's got playing. You don't seem to be quite as good as the uh, uh, as the other stalwarts. But that um, uh, the forward who keeps scoring, he was at Wolves. What's his name? Um, well, Jota and well, Jota's not yeah. going to be starting because he's definitely no. He might be on the bench. I think Firmino is out. <laughs> so their 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 front line is weakened because as we know it's it's been a, a brilliant three whether it be Mane Salah Firmino or Mane Salah and Jota 
So who will be the replacement for Firmino? Well, this is the interesting thing. Uh, either Minamino, who scored a few goals for them, but uh, I don't think he's as good as the other four, or this new kid that they've signed called Luis Diaz. Who, winger. Yeah, who scored a great goal the other week. I uh, can't remember against who now. He scored a great goal the other week. But I also read, and I think it was in Rick's notes, actually, in the pre-match briefing, that um, he's not really kind of got used to this whole Gagan-pressing idea. So uh, I think uh, Klopp took him off so that they could reorganise a bit to take account of that. So he's a, clearly a talent, but I don't think he is. a bit like, you know, having a... Uh, well, it's nothing like Lee Carker, really, so that's a stupid thing to say. But he's a talent, he can score goals, but he doesn't do the work yet because he's not really been inculcated with that kind of style of playing yet. So they may play him. I don't know. I think him, I think they'll pick Minamino. The other thing is is that they reckon they're going to pick Kelleher in goal, the Irish lad, instead of Allison, and I think that's perhaps even more interesting because Allison and Van Dyke, uh, I think, are, are a very crucial access for Liverpool. They've got a very good spine, basically, if you think about it. Um, and Allison is a superb goalkeeper, so I'd much rather see Kelleher in goal, who I've you know I've watched a bit, and he looks a bit ropey to me. So what do you think? Oh, I thought he made some decent saves actually. The game I saw Liverpool play, I didn't think he was bad at all, Kelleher. So I think you're um, not as uh, good as Allison though. Uh, no, no. Well, I think younger and a bit more, a bit greener. But I think you're um, being uh, a bit unfair. Willingness to uh, find fault with him is misplaced. Fair enough. Um, they are in stinkingly good form at the moment, Alex. Um, although, actually, the funny thing is, we've both won our last five. But, uh, you know, Liverpool have scored a hatful of goals. But I have to say, Alex, if you look at who they've played and who we've played, um, I think it's a bit misleading. I mean, you know, Leeds are shit. Norwich are shit. Inter are, you know, I mean, I don't think they're the, t- the team that they were. They beat Burnley away. I think that's probably the most impressive result, oddly. And Leicester have been shit. So they've had some pretty easy games. Whereas, they scored a couple of good goals against Inter. I watched it. Did they? I, I mean, how are Inter? Are Inter any good? Yeah, they look pretty good. All right, yeah. fair enough. So they, they've beaten a decent side away from home in Inter. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And yeah. we, we've beaten Lille, Crystal Palace, Palmeiras, Al Hilal and Plymouth. So actually, we've played some pretty shit size too. So it's about even Steven. So, I mean, look, we're, we're both in good form. And I think the thing that we're all encouraged by is actually seeing how we played against Lille. And I mean, if we don't play with, with uh, Lukaku up front, I think that that puts us in, you know... I. It's almost too close to call this. I mean, I know, I know, we will probably go in as underdogs, as they were saying, as, as Adam was saying earlier. Liverpool are ahead of us on the table, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I actually do think that that suits us to go in as underdogs, but I don't think we are. I think these are two incredibly well-matched teams, and all the evidence is there to suggest that. J.K. Oh, completely. I, 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 I go in with hope as always in this, not thinking. Um, uh, yes, we'll win easily. I go in thinking, okay, let's. Uh, it'll be very tight. Um, there'll be some good tactical moments, and uh, there'll be some fine margins, as people like to say nowadays. Um, they're very good at. Uh, it also depends as if um, both Robertson and Chance uh, Trent Derby play play up to their their best um, abilities, because uh, occasionally they don't quite. They're a bit misfiring. I know. Terence is a bit like that, and you can see the difference in the side. So I think is I think I think he will have worked out a way um, of stopping them from playing. I think that's what his his aim will be to try and do, Tuchel. So uh, and I don't think it's Alonso. I think we've talked about that. I think it'll be a different way of um, of making it uh, that they don't become the uh, the main source of of um, goals for them. Um, but I think it's going to be a really close, interesting game, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to penalties. Mm. Uh, Alex, what do you reckon? I reckon it really gets on my nerves that everyone just calls him Trent. Have you noticed that? Like they're his best mate. Yeah. No, no, I called him. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to call him Terence Derby again. Because no, I, I know, to, I know. I you had did. to do the same joke, and I didn't want. But to Adam know. did it. Adam did it earlier, and I don't know why everybody is like, "Oh yeah, Trent, my mate Trent." Oh, no, I called him Terence, actually, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, you did. Terrence, but you know. every, commentators do it as well, and it just does my head in. He's not your friend. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it could be very, very close with one goal in it. Um, obviously, I hope that one goal goes in off of one of their players' nutsack into the wrong net so that we get maximum gloatage out of it. I don't care how messy it is. I just want them to suffer. Mm. 
Well, we've won our last two finals in uh, at Wembley against... Well, not at Wembley, because, of course, the other one was at Cardiff. But we've lost our last two... Uh, one, won our last two uh, cup finals against Liverpool. So the omens there are quite good. Um, I saw a really odd stat the, uh, about, uh, you know, we're the only team in the last 10 years or so that's that's uh, won it that isn't from Manchester uh, or from the north. And uh, the last team, you know, and that was, I think it was 2011. I can't remember. I'm talking bollocks. Let's get on with it. The bottom line is, I agree with you. I think it's going to be really, really tight. I mean, I know we won 1-0 up there last season, but the 2-2 draw down here and the 1-1 earlier in the season tells you that it's going to be very, very tight. I think I think Klopp respects I th- maybe he doesn't respect Chelsea but he respects Tuchel and I think they 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 tend to be a lot more cagey when they play us and I've often thought bloody hell if you went at us like you do a lot of other teams I think we would we would crack a bit but uh, I think Klopp has a lot of respect for Tuchel and he tends to be a bit more cagey but I do think it's going to be tight JK I'm with you I I think I think this could go all the way to penalties which is another really good reason to pick Kepper actually I think well, if if he does pick uh, um, Mandy, he'll swap him. I think he'll he'll swap him at the end if it, it does go to penalties, which would be remarkable because it would be like a rerun of uh, of Kepa not wanting to let Caballero on. It's interesting how things have changed, isn't it? Is that Caballero um, was considered the the better penalty saver, whereas now the stats are such that it is Kepa who is the penalty hero. Would it be really funny if Mendy refuses to go off? Yes, that would be perfect. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Is well, yeah. You know, I mean, Kepa's got a bit of a redemption to do because I mean, we were all there at the the uh, the Caribou Cup final against City, weren't we? Where he he threw his spat his dummy out. And he... well, even more funny was Sarri kind of like acting like he was going to rip his top off. He kind yeah. of like hulked, didn't hold it? Hold me like back! Just... Hold me back! Yeah. Rip his jump like jacket off. Yeah. It was. I mean, I don't think, Alex, that Kepa, you know, really distinguished himself in the penalty shootout either, did he, against City, as I recall? I don't think so, but he definitely has since, hasn't he? He, sat, he has since. Of course, it was Jorginho who, who fluffed it, didn't he, uh, in, in in that match. But, I mean, I remember I remember that. It was kind of a really... I mean, we'd just come off the back of a 6-0 thumping, hadn't we, against City? And I remember I was sat with uh, Pablo, I think, and Phil, big psycho Phil. And... Uh, at half time, the groundsmen came on as they do to fork the pitch, but Chelsea had been so entrenched in their own half that they only actually forked that that part half of the of the pitch because they didn't need to fork the other side because Chelsea hadn't even made it over the halfway line. I <laughs> took I took a picture of it because I just thought, well, that sums it up really. But there you go. But hey, we only lost it narrowly on penalties, as we know. So I have a I feeling the third goal going in at City before that with that six nil and putting my feet up on the seat in front and going, yeah, I'm not going to leave early. I'm just I'm going to laugh this out. Yeah, good for you. Are you braver girl than me? Um, I do agree with you both. I think it's going to be quite tight. I think there'll be a goal in it, possibly a one nil to us after or, or going to penalties. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Let's hope. I would much rather J.K. that we smash the shit out of them. Frankly, that would be a nice surprise, wouldn't it, for it everybody would. if we did so? But um, yeah, I'd love to give that uh, that premonition, wouldn't I? I'd love to give that um, uh, suggestion. I'd love to say the prediction, I should say. But uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to stick with my tight as a gnat's chaff yeah me too and i think alex would say the same um but uh, all i really care about is us bringing home that trophy on sunday night to make it our 26 uh trophy of all time and get us closer up that ladder which is what i really love but there you go um wherever you're watching the game uh on sunday you know do enjoy it and let's hope we do as i said bring it home uh now jk and i will be back on monday for the main chelsea fancast show uh, with Clayton Beerman and Mark Meehan at 8pm, 8, 8 8pm, 8 not 7pm, because uh, we're going to be looking back at the Caribou Cup final against Liverpool and, of course, ahead to the FA Cup match against Luton on Wednesday. Uh, but the reason it's on at 8 o'clock is that uh, before the main Chelsea fan cast, JK and I will be on BBC Radio London at 7pm on Monday night with our old love sport chum Aaron Paul. And um, we'll be talking all things Chelsea. And you can the, the great thing about that, of course, is you can phone in and talk to us on uh, 0800 731 2000 or text 81333, 81333, starting your message with London or doing the same on WhatsApp at 
08000, so 08000321333. So you can either send us a message or phone up the show and we'll have a chat with you as well, which would be great fun. Uh, we, we enjoyed it last time, didn't we, JK? Yeah, it was great. That's if we haven't all been vaporised, though. That's true. If we haven't all been vaporised, uh, we will certainly be on the BBC on uh, Monday. We were supposed to be on last Monday, actually, but uh, thanks to Johnson, Boris Johnson, doing a press conference, we were bumped, which was a bit of a shame. So hopefully nothing serious in the news happens and we'll get to do the show this week, which I very much hope we do. So make sure you listen to that first at 7 o'clock and then me, JK, Clayton and Mark Meehan will be doing... Uh, overtime because we'll be on the main fan cast right after that at eight o'clock in the usual places that you find it so there you go uh alex what an absolute treat for us well done for subbing in obviously but a lovely treat for us to see you for the third show in a row yeah, no, well, done. well done i'd love you to be a regular mm. but then you'd have to all your other friends would have to go further back down the line and that would be horrible well i do like to share it out as you know to lighten the load for everybody but uh, it has been a delight seeing you three in a row alex because of course you know there have been periods when we've not seen you for ages so i think it kind of making up for that yeah it it, it does make up for that i absolutely agree with you jk so lovely to see you my love as always uh jonathan kid great to see you mate good to see you good to see you my friend and also good to see all the lovely people in mixler uh who i've been keeping an eye on a beady eye on while we've been uh doing the show so thank you as always for turning up right that's it for us we'll see you all on monday thanks for listening see you next week until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it chelsea up, up the, the chelsea It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.